On the Record with White House Correspondent April Ryan. The Future Act is passed. It offers the nation's HBCUs at least $2 million annually. I talked with one of the sponsors, the prime sponsor, Congresswoman Alma Adams of North Carolina. You are a staunch supporter of the nation's HBCUs, and there's been a move forward to fund HBCUs. Um, someone broke it down. It's like each HBCU would get like $2 million. Yes, uh-huh. that's about right. And uh, clearly, um, it, you know, it's very much needed. Many of them have had a lot of difficulty. Our schools are well over 100 years old. This past year, we celebrated um, 150 years for nine of them. So, you know, we're, we're looking at um, schools that have actually been uh, significantly uh, valuable to our students, particularly students of color, African-American students, uh, for, for really over 150 years. So we've paved the way and uh, we've been discriminated against. We've been neglected in terms of funding, uh, but we've pulled our weight. We're producing um, uh, 27% of all African-American STEM graduates, uh, uh, 40% of African-American engineers, uh, 50% of, of African-American lawyers, and uh, despite only educating 10% of all African-American college students, we make up, uh, I think our schools make up something like 3%. So uh, it, it's, uh, you know, what would we do uh, without our HBCUs? I continue to throw that question back out to people who say, well, we, we do we still need them? And of course we do. Explain to me the Future Act. It passed in the in the House, but it, it passed in the House on the nineteenth. I think it was the nineteenth of September. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sorry, of uh, what month is this? <laughs> yeah, this December. September. Because it was to expire on the thirtieth of September, so we were working really uh, hard to make sure that the bill uh, did get through before uh, the um, before it, it it expired. You see, it was it was already in place for two years and the two years uh was about to be up september 30th so uh that's why we worked really hard to get it passed and of course when, once we did that it was uh it was a unanimous vote voice vote and it went to uh, and it's a bipartisan bill too let me just say that and i think that that that's important uh, to note and the bill went to the senate and uh, senator alexander uh, decided uh, to hold it up and uh, we went past, of course, the date uh, of September 30th. And there were there were rumors out there that, well, the schools still have money um, that they can move forward. But it was a little disingenuous because the money that was uh, still in the pot was money that they were already due for this year. So even if they went on to give uh, funding for these schools next year, uh, it's money that they do right now. They need to give them all their money before the year ends. Uh, so so uh, then um, the Senate, when they got the bill, um, they um, decided to make some make some changes. And, uh, of course, they sent it back to us. And what they did, um, they funded uh, for the permanent funding, which you know, we've always wanted these schools to be uh, permanently funded. But we saw... Uh, the fact that we had, uh, you, know, you know, strategically, uh, the money that was there for the, for the, that could be there for the next two years, we wanted to make sure we got that. 
Uh, but I'm happy that it's permanent funding. Of course, this it, it helps this helps schools plan better. Is it annual uh, funding? It's, it's, it's permanent. Yeah, okay. it's, it's permanent. Two hundred and and um, fifty five million. Um, uh, Eighty five million uh, specifically designated for HBCUs. That was already in the the original uh, two hundred fifty five million uh, bill. So. Uh, a total of 255 for all uh, for HBCUs and MSIs, and of course, Title III was very, very important to us uh, and to all of our schools. So, Part F, Title uh, Title III, provides funding to these schools, and um, they're going to be able to um, uh, do what they need to do in terms of stabilizing their programs, uh, investing in uh, uh, STEM programs, and so forth. So uh, I'm excited about that. The other thing that this bill, that the um, language that the Senate put in, I'm happy that uh, they also looked at FOSFA. You know, we talked a lot about it. 22 questions are eliminated from uh, FOSFA. Uh, it, 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 you know, clearly it was too long, so it, uh, uh, it, it's a permanent reauthorization and it's a simplification of FOSFA. And so uh, Ways and Means uh, got involved and it was lengthy negotiations, but we finally reached that agreement. And so we came back, uh, when the bill came back to the House, it is now uh, future um, 2.0. <laughs> so, you know, we had to kind of adjust the name a little bit, but it's future on uh, 2.0, and so passed the House 319 to 96. Um, this is a bill that I came to Congress really wanting to to get done in terms of really making sure that our schools not only survive, but they've got to thrive. We've had too many to close, um, and I don't want to see another school close because of money. You know, our schools have strong academic programs, and so we, you know, we just, you know, we, so this, this to me uh, was a tremendous accomplishment, and I'm so uh, proud of my colleagues and the, not only the bipartisan public, but the CBC has been working on this issue for a very long time. So, um, you know, I, I, the schools are happy, I'm sure that they are, and the students um, uh, will feel, um, I think, a little better about not only getting in school, but having an opportunity to, to finish their programs. So it's the Future Act and HBCUs. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that um, it, it, uh, it, the bill is, uh, you know, has, has, a, has a fairly long name. Uh, it is H.R. 5363, uh, 6, 53, and it's, um, the future stands for Fostering Undergraduate Talent by unlocking resources for education. And so it is about the future, you know, and it's about planning for the future and securing the future uh, for these young people. You know, just as uh, NHBCU secured mine, you know, North Carolina A&T, and then I had an opportunity to give back for 40 years at Bennett College, um, helping to secure those students as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. North Carolina has more HBCUs than any other um, state, uh, and of course there was some debate about whether Alabama was there, was was at top, but not so. But of course, when you count the um, minority.
already serving institutions CMSIs, uh, which uh, are counted as well. You know, it it, uh, it raises the numbers. So we're, we're excited about it. Congresswoman, anything else you'd like to add? Well, I am. I'm excited about uh, the Future Act. I'm excited about what I know our HBCUs are going to be able to um, to do in terms of continuing the good work that they're already doing. I pray for them uh, each and every day. Um, and, and I just, um, you know, I know what, what our schools can do because I know what they did for me and the investment that they made and that we continue to make. Uh, our students need our schools and our schools, uh, uh, our nation needs them, really. And uh, we, so we're going to, you know, I'm going to keep pushing that. Hopefully we can even put more money into, uh, uh, on top of this $255 billion at some point down the road. But at least we know that uh, plans can be made, and that's just important, you know. Everybody has to plan, and they should. You know, and you should have some opportunity to do that by making sure that you have the resources available. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.